0: Oh, and welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club podcast, where we read them so you don't have to, because we too could not outlast a head of lettuce. <laughs> my name is Kevin, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Benedict, winner of season seven of the UK's Next Prime Minister. Do you see a theme I had this week?
2: Yeah, uh, it's shitting all over my hot take. I will tell you that <laughs> right now.
0: Benedict, what is your favorite Turkish delight? Oh, wow. And not, Look at not that. Not the sweet treat. I mean, a delight from Turkey. <laughs>
2: uh that's a good question uh the uh the blue mosque is pretty amazing i as listeners may be able to hear i just came back from turkey so that's where i've been for the past maybe be
0: able to hear that you just came back from turkey why would they be able to hear because that? you're
2: making stupid Turkish puns <laughs> so, ah, yes and this is uh, an audio although
0: arguably it was more of a c.s lewis joke this is an uh, audio medium <laughs> uh i I don't know why I chose that, because I don't really know anything about Turkey. Okay. Um,
2: Apart from they uh, cha- they asked the UN to officially change their name to Turkey, eh? Now.
0: Okay. Uh, next year, it's going to be changing it to Erdogan, eh? A. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, they have a new media
2: censorship t- law as well. It's so, all good fun.
0: I'm sure that was fun. I'm sure that yep. was a fun time. Uh, Benedict! Mm, you might know. Yep, I do. Uh, But some of the people out there, you know, they, they, they there's there's people out there who have never been to Turkey. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, uh, they they just might not. Uh, what Do you think exactly this podcast would be allowed in Turkey? Probably not No I don't think so either
2: (laughs) Erdogan would personally shut us down (laughs) We would get a letter from Recep Tayyip Erdogan Being like what the fuck are you doing lads Shut the fuck up Stop criticizing me and my stupid Also I've never Okay I knew theoretically Sorry I'm now going off
0: on a tangent In 45 minutes I'll get through the little intro No I know uh, Uh, Don't
2: worry about it (laughs) 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 Actually
0: I had Turkish pulled up today It's Durin (laughs) Durin 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 (laughs)
2: Okay fair enough (laughs) <laughs> is it direct deri- Is the eye? Does the eye have a dot, or does it? not I don't know have a how
0: dot? the fuck it's pronounced. Derim- anyway, it's D E R I N. Look, I look. The little uh, Google Translate thing says it has a microphone. It'll tell me. Let me see if it'll play. It says Derin. Derin.
2: Okay, whatever. <laughs> I, in theory, okay, this is a, partly a cell phone because I'm extremely bald, but I have never <laughs> seen more people who have clearly just had the fucking hair transplant done. Than I had <laughs> when I I literally you walk past people and there I saw literally there was a table of everyone four, you
0: heard it here first why Benlick took a trip to Turkey last that was it
2: okay I also have another story <laughs> about this. Um, there's a, a table of four people that had clearly all just had it done because it's really obvious because you can, like, it makes your fucking head bleed. Like, you can see, like, all the micro bleeds on these people's heads where all the hair that they did have has just fallen out. Uh-huh. Also, the other thing is. I my my wife and I were talking about this before we went and she was like yeah yeah I know that Turkey's like the capital of hair transplants because like one of my friends had a friend who went there and I was like interesting because I know because of a UK rap (laughs) beef in which one of the people says to the other on a song forget Dubai go Turkey because that hairline needs surgery that is a bar that I remembered and will be in my head forever that is a chip <laughs> diss on UK grime artist Stormzy. And that's yeah, why yeah. I know that Turkey is one of is the world's capital of hair transplants. <laughs> and now you all know too.
0: And you can check out Benedict SoundCloud. Uh, <laughs> what would your grime name be? <no>. By the way, um, uh, completely just because you brought it up, uh, if anyone is interested in uh, the history of grime, uh, as it were, uh, there's a great YouTube channel, uh, uh, Timba on Toast, uh, who did like, he, he intersperses like, you know, bread tube stuff, you know, uh, uh, anti-fascist type YouTubing, uh, long explainer videos with like the history of grime in the UK, or like deep dives on like one grime artist uh in the uk and stuff oh. and uh i really enjoy his stuff so who is your out. favorite anyways, grime artist i i don't have one oh, I, I i enjoyed this guy's videos okay. and i went and listened to like 45 minutes of spotify grime but uh that was that was the extent of my depth uh into the subject right. matter
2: well listen to kano is good
0: all right to plumb the depths of right-wing thought <laughs> as i was saying it, it, do we go as w- deep
2: as the hair <laughs> transplants do? Is that
0: <laughs> I should have done that. By <laughs> reviewing a chapter from a of conservative nonfiction and in between, taking a look at other examples of the right, doing their best to make America hate again Benedict. Start us off, do we have a hot take this
2: week? Uh, do I have to do After all the fucking riffing I just did, you're going to make me yes. still do yes, a hot do. take? Yes, okay, you do. Okay, fine. It is deeply funny that the UK's prime minister might not outlast a head of lettuce.
0: That is my hot take. <laughs> Have they done this for every prime minister (laughs) recently? I feel like I remember them doing it for Boris. No. Uh, I feel like I remember something like that for Theresa May.
2: Maybe. It's just (laughs) deeply, deeply funny. And I love... Sometimes I love... The the wit of my country is just to put a piece of head of lettuce on a table and point a camera at it and be like, will this head of lettuce last longer than the UK prime minister? It is so funny. Also, um, there were rumors that she was hiding under a table today. And then like maybe there was maybe like a soft coup. In which, like, the okay. Jer- Jeremy Hunt, who has held, like, every position in Cabinet, is now the, like, de facto Prime Minister, basically. But, like, no one really knows what's going on. It oh, is God. it is deeply satisfying and I think funny. he
0: just, like, made a statement that she was going to make it till Christmas today, didn't he? But, uh, I think that who, was Jeremy who, Hunt. Who, who
2: knows? <laughs> He's the new Chancellor <laughs> of the Exchequer, and the last one was fired for doing exactly <laughs> what Liz Truss asked him to do. Oh, so, God. you know
0: what else? god okay this show is never gonna start because we're just gonna be talking about bullshit all day didn't i just send you the other day that kinder surprise meme uh yeah 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 you open it up and congratulations you're chancellor of the exchequer (laughs) oh good stuff good stuff why don't you ask me why hot take is? i don't need to know i know (laughs) what it is
2: it is that you're chancellor of the exchequer now (laughs)
0: apparently it's easy that's all i'm saying <laughs> apparently it's an easy gig
2: what is your actual hot take
0: uh turns out uh trial as a lawyer is a lot funner than all the other lawyering stuff because uh, that's what i got to do last week. wow you mean interacting
2: lawyering. with people in a real world is more yeah, fun than being yeah. like the periods in the wrong place on this document
0: knife fighting uh with other lawyers is a lot more fun yeah and uh yeah working on uh spacing when microsoft word fucks up your paragraphs <laughs> for the 15th time <laughs> trying to turn
2: a word doc into a pdf so that it's <laughs> in the right format for this fucking submission
0: what so we have paralegals for <laughs> trust me uh Anyways, Benedict, I'll keep mine short since we're bullshitting so, so hard. What's on your bookshelf this week?
2: What's on my bookshelf this week? You know, that is a good question. And yeah, to that well, I will say... You didn't say, have an answer for did you? I know I do, I do. I, I will say it's The History of the Balkans
0: by... Mm. by Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Misha <laughs> Uh It's a History of the Balkans from 1904
2: to 2012. Uh, Which Mm. is good
0: Appropriate Appropriate Because one of Alex Jones' favorite words Is balkanization
2: Yeah I also think we should balkanize the United States The United States is too big And balkanizing large states always goes well There's never been any problems with that Never Never happened We should do that We should give it it a try Give balkanization a chance
0: Wonderful solution to all problems
2: Yeah, what about you? What's on your uh, bookshelf?
0: I'm going to a video game, Benedict I know uh, What a uh, fucking shock Year of the computer game for me. Uh, So this week, I'm recommending Hollow Knight, uh, which is a uh, platformer game. I think it's on most uh, video game systems, probably, but I played it on computer. (laughs) Just a delightful game. Just a great Metroidvania-style game. I don't want to spoil any of the story or anything, but it's got all the gameplay that I... I'm a huge fan of Metroid and Metroidvanias, and it does it well. It does it all so well. Uh, Really enjoyed it. Fun, like... Twenty hours ish worth of play. Right. If you need to kill some time, uh, or if you're like me, need to decompress after working for twelve hours a day. But uh, check it out, Hollow Knight on Steam. Use our discount code uh, Fuck Alex Jones, and I'm the Exchequer Chancellor. Anyways, housekeeping this week. Mm-hmm. Remember to rate and review us on the iTunes. Uh, follow us on the social medias at NYGBC Pod on Twitter and at NYGBC Ben. Updates! I have a couple this week. Uh, One uh, is that uh, we discussed uh, last week on our Prager Roulette episode, uh, a video uh, by this woman uh, who had the video that was atheists should teach their children to be Christians. Uh, And I just wanted to say that after we did that, I looked into her a little more and I can't get a fucking line on this woman. Uh, She is a licensed clinical social worker and the most recent article I can find written by her is a Wall Street Journal article titled the human cost of restricting abortion. So I don't know where the fuck she lands. Right. Uh, Maybe she's just a Christian nationalist, and on the other stuff, maybe, I don't know, she's okay on some other things? No idea. Just thought that was interesting and wanted to let people know. All right. Uh, Second is that we decided that our new Tidbit series, uh, which if you don't know is where me, Benedict, and I stay on uh, after we finish the regular recording sometimes and uh, just watch a little bit of a video until uh, uh, we eventually get through them, like we did last with Lauren <laughs> Boebert's Until we get points. bored
2: and need to decompress <laughs> somewhere else.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, so our new one is a PragerU kids show that they have called TBH History. And we are starting off with a history of the French Revolution. Uh, as they say in the accents they refuse to not use, even though they do them all terribly. So that's what we'll be doing for tidbits. Uh, next one, I, have a, I should have said I had a bunch of updates this week. Uh, I do not remember when I said it, but a few episodes ago, um, I talked about Alex Jones believing that one of the uh, terrorist attacks in Paris was a false flag. I haven't nailed them all down, but I can say conclusively uh, that he called the Charlie Hebdo attack a false flag. Uh, Because I I found some audio of him saying that recently that I ran across. Still not sure on the others, but did want to update on that. And then the only last thing I have is just, I just noticed today uh, that the name of the next Captain America movie is New World Order. (laughs) Which I know Alex is going to claim was picked to mock him, slash telegraph the globalist plans. So I thought that was fun. We love to
2: hide our plans in
0: plain sight of course i mean that's something alex talks about some it's like some conspiracists claim it's like a uh what is it like minor magic or something like that Uh Uh, we're like they have to tell you otherwise it won't work or something it's like
2: when you Uh, when when you're like an undercover cop and you get asked if you're an undercover cop and you have to (laughs) tell the truth
0: fun fact uh my tinder opening line every time is are you a cop you have to tell me if you're a cop (laughs) I'm not even joking about that. Because
2: then they forget to too... ask you if you're a cop because they're on the back foot. <laughs> exactly. And then, yeah, because then they'd like a cop would know I was a cop, so he can't be a cop. <laughs> and in fact, you're a fucking prosecution lawyer. I know you're not. That's a joke. Yeah, That's course, not a cop. Yeah. Uh,
0: but we do have some inductees into the spooky world, new world order this week. Uh, so why don't we induct our newest patrons? We have two this week. At a restless native, you are now part of our.
2: New World Spooky World Order.
0: And Lilith 210, you are now part of our
2: New World Spooky World Order. Welcome to both of you.
0: Yes, yes. Congratulations are in order to both of you. Uh, One additional addition this week. uh, Fan favorite, may I say? Starshark, you are now also part of our New World Spooky World Order. Thank you all so very much. And of course, if you would like to join the Spooky World New World Order, bleh. You can tweet or post about the show on social media, recommending it to others, send me a screenshot or tag us in it. Leave us a five-star review wherever you can, drop me a screenshot to let me know, make a donation to a worthwhile charity, become a patron, or just get my attention with something good. With all of that out of the way, Benedict, why don't we get into it this week to begin with our Alex Jones Clip of the Week. Because, of course, we all know bad things happened to Alex while you were away on vacation... And I couldn't even text you about them because I forgot that you didn't have your phone in Turkey and I I fucking hate Facebook Messenger. So I need a dose of schadenfreude that you denied me. So That's here fine.
2: Is- um you can still text you didn't text me because I didn't get any did. text while. I, I was did like-
0: text you. They just didn't arrive at your phone. Trust me, I forgot, and I sent you a number of texts while you were gone. I didn't get any of them. Of course you didn't. You were in Turkey.
2: No, I know, but you would think they would come through after.
0: I don't know how it works. But, Benedict, why don't we bask in the glow of this clip of Alex Jones reacting to the verdict being read against him in the second Sandy Hook trial? Great.
1: They make these lies and all this money we've got. All this, it's just all just delusional, leftist crap. Like two men can have a baby.
0: Like what? Oh, of course there's two men can have a baby. Yeah. Is that yeah, what yeah, he that's, said? Yeah, that's okay. what he said. That's what he said. I, I, you just have to expect homophobia.
1: Okay. With him, right? Classic. Same cult that wants to cut your son's balls off.
0: And, and transphobia. I. Yep. We should just have a standing content warning at the beginning of our Alex Jones episodes. Think,
2: yeah. Or just every episode, honestly. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Don't
1: no fail, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Please listen to your verdict as it is read. Verdict, we the jury have reached our verdict as to damages in this case. We award damages to each plaintiff and against Alex Jones and Free Speech Systems LLC as follows. Uh, Roman number one, compensatory damages, instructions, fill in both numbers for each plaintiff, then go to section two. Please enter your damage damages assessments for each plaintiff on the lines below. To plaintiff, Robbie Parker, A. Defamation slash slander damages, past and future, sixty million dollars. (laughs) Yeah. Emotional. Alex.
0: Alex went. Yeah. (laughs) He's excited. He's excited (laughs) about
1: this. Great. It's great. Stress damages, past and future, sixty million dollars. Total fair. Did he then go? Yeah, he did. Robert Parker and against Alex Jones and Free Speech Systems, line A and line B. Total, $120 million. Yeah! By yeah! Two David Wheeler. A, defamation slash slander damages, past and future, $25 million. B,
0: And he's fist pumping, and he's going wild, but his eyes, Benedict. I can't tell you what his eyes actually say. The, uh, did they sounds. say,
2: Hello, darkness, my old friend?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just about. It goes on, and he's just acting all excited. All excited about it. Being... So, okay,
2: can you explain why he would act excited?
0: Uh, I, I think there's a couple reasons. One, he is continuing the facade, the the lie that he's been saying, that he's bankrupt. Um, and uh, there's all this stuff going on with him transferring a shitload of money out of InfoWars to another company he and his parents own. Um Great yeah yeah uh, he's in bankruptcy court right now but that is not proof that you are actually bankrupt especially when to get to the Sandy Hook trial he flew on a private plane cool took a, took a private plane up there to the Sandy Hook trial and apparently spent around eighty thousand dollars on security that so makes sense. broke no N- most definitely not he's a very wealthy individual I think part of it is fundraising trying to convince people that you know he's he's uh, uh needs the money. Uh, Part of it is probably just, like, pretending this doesn't bother him and that he's actually beating the globalists somehow. There's a lot going into it. But it also might be the complete breakdown of a horribly broken, small, terrible man. Will he have
2: to pay this money? Like, is he going to get away without paying somehow?
0: Uh, I don't believe so. No, I don't think he's going to get away. I think his bankruptcy is most likely a sham. Um, I think it's going to... Uh, be dismissed by the courts like his last one was. He tried to declare bankruptcy before the Texas case. Uh, and the court said, no, you, you can't declare bankruptcy. You're yeah, not bankrupt.
2: I, I imagine him declaring bankruptcy in the same way Michael Scott. The yes, bankruptcy yes. is uh, like is, that That in my head is just, yeah.
0: It's pretty much the same thing. But uh, with all that out of the way, Benedict, we continue our book review of The Great Reset by Alex Jones, who is in debt almost a billion dollars. <laughs> Join the club to... What did we read this what, week? What, did he go
2: to college for one year?
0: <laughs> oh, that hurts me to the core What did we read this week?
2: Well, we read chapter 2 Which is called Developing the System of Control In which Alex, or whoever his ghostwriter is I know he said his name, but mm-hmm. I can't remember his name Fundamentally just does not understand The written word nope. In any
0: way And relies so heavily On the reader Not actually reading
2: yeah so i thought mark <laughs> levin was bad at this or was it yeah. mark or glenn who was like mark, mark. here's a quote yeah and then i'm gonna say something different than what the quote says. i'm gonna
0: say it means x when we, yeah. you actually read the quote it doesn't mean x it's
2: like who are you gonna believe me or your lying eyes like this, this- book
0: is like here's a quote i'm gonna say it means potato
2: that's actually my alternate t- <laughs> chapter title. Who are you going to believe, <laughs> me or your lying eyes?
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, I had uh, three alternate chapter titles. Oh, amazing. Well. Uh, one, uh, Imagining the Elites. Okay. Uh, because he has a whole thing here in the beginning where he pretends to be in the mind of one of the globalists. Uh, two, on that same thing, Globalist Shadowboxing. Okay. Uh, just, just how conspiracies work. And number three, <clears throat> what I read this summer... By Alexander M- Emmerich em- Jones. With the R the wrong way. Yes, it's- absolutely. <laughs> because this chapter is just a shitty book report. It's
2: the worst book report a I've ever failing read. failing book report. I, d- I wrote better book <laughs> reports... When I was 10. Literally <laughs> I mean, when I was 10.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, I remember doing a book report of a, a book about Mark McGuire, and there's a line from it that, for some reason, still haunts me to this day. Uh, I remember, like, one sentence I wrote in this, like, 10-year-old, you know, uh, maybe, I don't know, what what grade are you in at that point? Fifth grade? Is I that 10? I don't know
2: the grade system. I have no idea. Sure.
0: However old I was, uh, this book report about Mark McGuire, I wrote a sentence that was, He told his son the night before that he would hit a home run to get the record, and the next day he hit the home run and he got it. I'm still upset about that, son. Beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. Uh, But anyways, Benedict, this, uh, this chapter begins, quote... Perhaps it's because Klaus Schwab released his first book. Sorry, th- this, this chapter
2: begins in medias res. <laughs> yes, which is, just like explaining something that like is nothing to do with what came before.
0: I'm it's convinced like that this was a cut paste from the previous chapter
1: yeah, uh,
0: yeah. when he mentioned this book the last time. Yep. Uh, the fourth industrial revolution in 2016 with the expectation of a Hillary Clinton win of the presidency, but instead got Donald Trump that Schwab didn't get the world to pay attention to the ideas in his book. Well, I'd say it's more likely because most people don't actually care about anything in these books written by wealthy people. who No, just want...
2: they're written by wealthy people for other wealthy
0: people. <laughs> exactly. That's the, like... They're written for a Wall Street Journal review. That's all they're also, written for.
2: Nobody cared about this book that I'm using as the basis yes! for my whole book. Yes!
0: I know! Isn't that a great admission right up front? Yeah. Oh, it's outstanding. But we do get, a, a, what I will say, in the next paragraph, I called a decent joke. It's funny, decent. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I'll just read it. He says, quote, Maybe that's why in 2018 he published his second book, Shaping the Future of the Fourth Industrial Revolution, which he was hoping might have a greater impact. It's like Margaret Mitchell publishing Gone with the Wind in 1936, not having it become a massive bestseller, then coming back a few years later with the sequel, Really Gone with the Wind. It's decent. It's decent. It got a chuckle out of me.
2: It's okay. Okay. It's okay. I,
0: I'm, I'm, I try to give credit where I can. I don't yeah. go as far as you, where I incredulously give good faith to all the people that we were no, doing. No, I've
2: stopped doing that. <laughs> I feel
0: like sometimes you still do.
2: No, I am going to say Alex has a point later in the chapter,
0: though. Uh, I know what you're talking about. And yes, yes, <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about. But so he, now he starts this thing where he is imagining what is happening, not only uh, at these these hangouts of the elites at Davos, but inside the heads of these individuals. And it's written in italics so that we know. Uh, and he writes, quote, and I think this is uh, Schwab's mind that he's, he's doing here. Yeah, he yeah, says, it quote, is. Maybe the problem was with Mark Benioff and his foreword, Schwab thinks. Yeah, Salesforce is a big company in San Francisco, and all the Silicon Valley people know about it. But maybe I need a bigger name. Let me think. Oh, I've got it. How about Microsoft? I'll get their CEO, Satya Nadella. That will make people stand up and take notice. Bill Gates founded Microsoft, and everybody loves Bill Gates. Okay, that's bizarre. Also, (laughs) I would say Mark
2: Benioff is a much bigger name than Satya Nadella. Yeah. Satya Nadella. Rather, Satya Nadella isn't a particularly big... uh, presence in the way that like bill gates or mark benioff or steve jobs were mm-hmm. he's just the ceo of microsoft i right. say just if you would ask but... me
0: who was the ceo of microsoft right now i would not have been able to tell you no I would not said but bill if gates, you would ask me though you
2: know that's wrong
0: if you had asked salesforce i would have said ah that mark that fucking mark guy what's his yeah, i would have done that so at least you know one name or like it <laughs> yeah. rhymes or
2: whatever
0: <laughs> it would have been like that uh but so he describes satya nadella as worshipping at the altar of Schwab and the World Economic Forum with this cringeworthy opening.
2: Again, this dude wrote a foreword for a book.
0: That's yeah, it. Yeah. And the opening, which is so cringeworthy, is, quote... Through insightful convenings and publishing, the World Economic Forum and its founder, Klaus Schwab, have continued to cast a bright light on both the opportunities and the challenges of, fourth in- of the Fourth Industrial Revolution. They are right to confront zero-sum thinking about the coming wave of new technologies by pointing out that their evolution is entirely within our power. Cringe, Benedict. So cringe.
2: Yeah, it's, again, like every business book. It, like, they're all like that.
0: That's the point I think I was trying to make. Is that it's just bland. Ah, uh, they, they thought about these issues. They're important issues. The same shit. It's yeah. just the same shit every time. Uh, but then he gets upset about Satya Nadella's own book, which uh, I, I'm sure was a massive bestseller. I have five copies on my bookshelf, uh, which is apparently titled Hit Refresh, The Quest to Rediscover Microsoft's Soul and Imagine a Better Future for Everyone. And like, Okay. I mean, I, look, hit refresh. That's a fun little pun. It's a fun little pun. I'll yeah. give it that. But again, nobody gives a shit about these books. I don't give a shit about these no, books. No, they're for a yes, very I'm small Yes, I'm sure these books audience. all suck. Yes, it is. And I this I wrote in my notes. These are corporate propaganda. They're corporate propaganda. And he sort of makes that point. But the distinction we have to draw is wow, between. Are you
2: saying you agree with Alex Jones?
0: Wow. Uh, I can't believe I have to say this. But, but yes, yes, I, I do. Sort of but not in the way that he wants me to. You know, the purpose of these is to, you know, make Microsoft look better. The difference between, the one we have to distinguish, is the actual big tech problems that they're trying to, you know, distract everyone from with good propaganda, and Alex's beliefs of a globalist conspiracy to take over the world. Yeah, you know, two, those are two.
2: Those venn di- two. The, the circles don't touch in that Venn diagram.
0: Not at all. No. Not at all. But he had this one weird line that I I picked out of this page. Is it the religious thing? Yes. Because that is very weird. Very strange. He says, quote, Do you ever wonder why all these business types often use religious language in their writing when they probably don't have much religion in the first place? And I searched for the previous page and the next few pages looking for that religious writing he was supposedly taught. Talk- and I realized after It's the after, soul. Like, it's
2: the title. Soul. Yeah,
0: They yeah. used the word soul. That's it. Which is it <laughs> is, is simply
2: colloquial <laughs> language. Like, right. first of all. And second of all, like it's because religion is the backbone of a lot of our society. Like a lot of our cultural touch points are initially based in religion. That's just how it is. Even for right. the it's non-religious like, amongst us.
0: How idioms have formed yeah. over the years, right? You know and how language works. And- yeah, a lot of idioms were formed because people were more religious in the past. Cool point, man, yeah. I guess. I don't really care. Uh, but so he talks next. Uh, uh, he has a weird... I don't even care to really read it, but this weird thing about how all these leaders are like overachieving high school students who just demand that the principal put them on the student council. Okay, weird. It comes out of nowhere. It has no relevance to anything that he's talking about or anything that he says after it. But he has another bland quote from uh, Nadella's book. It's just nothing really it's just like ah uh, you know there's new technologies quantum computing artificial intelligence blah 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 it's an age of tech
2: and, basically as you would yeah. expect then, from a tech ceo
0: yeah and then he says after that quote i don't mean to denigrate the technological achievements of companies like microsoft it's simply that i think they've overstated their value to the average person let's take the idea that your apps can go with you on your phone or laptop hit return that's great so i had to point out that we got one of our david foster yeah, systems there, you go. there. Yeah. But the whole point he makes is that, I mean, that just means that I can do work at places I don't want to do work at. Fine, fine, fine point. But the, old, the real thing I wanted to highlight that comes next is the, he makes an analogy to him being at the gym. Um, he attacks
2: Peloton. That's what he's doing here. Well, you he's know, he's attacking a prou- your beloved Peloton. A also, Peloton whenever he owner. writes about being at the gym, all I can think of is that before and after pic where he just looks redder <laughs> than before.
0: <laughs> well, ben, that's also where I wrote again in my notes, complete proof that this is not Alex writing. Because he says- <laughs> He has
2: never cycled six miles in his yes, goddamn life. Yes, he says, life. quote,
0: I still have to get my ass down to the gym and pedal my six miles if I want to have the slightest bit of a health benefit. No, Alex, no. We all know you haven't pedaled six miles in your whole fucking life. Go yeah. fuck yourself. I'm not going to believe that this is actually your writing. No. Not even in the slightest. Huh. But, uh, so... me one second here. It's hard to really figure out what points he's trying to get at in this chapter because he just jumps from weird thing. He has picked out oh, of one of these books to the it's next It's
2: deeply weird. Like it is, it, it essentially he's like, he goes on so many weird tangents mm-hmm. and like the, the, the biking thing is like, what? Like it, how? <laughs> basically the guy is like, it, this is his like, Oh, I have more apps on my phone, but I still have to go to the gym. Like, Yeah. Like, so? Good point, bro. (laughs) I
0: mean, I I get it. I'm with you. I don't know what the fucking point was. I
2: I mean, I think he's saying, like, the phone can't work out for you. But, like, nobody ever said that it could, man. I
0: I think he kind of tries to tie it together, but it doesn't land for me in this next paragraph where he says, quote, Like Schwab, Nadella wants to dazzle you with the technological changes. Because if you're a little intimidated, it makes you easier to control. You won't raise your hand to ask a question because you don't want to sound stupid. And then he says, maybe that's my superpower. I don't mind sounding stupid. That's so
2: sure true, buddy. Most accurate that's statement. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Most accurate statement. He has another thing he's pulled from Nadella, which he says is, you know, them hoping that you'll feel intimidated. It doesn't matter. But following that... He says, quote, that paragraph certainly wasn't put together by somebody with the slightest bit of liberal arts training.
2: Which reads like a fucking computer wrote it. Like, that's like a computer being like, what makes good writing? A liberal (laughs) arts degree. Therefore, someone who who writes well must have a liberal arts degree. Therefore, that paragraph was written badly. Therefore, they can't have a liberal arts degree. Like... but I've never met a more robotic, robot. I know that's true. But I've also never seen a more robotic sounding sentence for someone accusing someone else of being bad at writing.
0: I know, I know. And the whole point, like that paragraph, it said something about you know AI is coming up and healthcare is one of the most urgent applications of AI. Blah blah blah. He has some stupid bullshit. I think this is part of that thing where he told us in the first chapter he was going to use all that humor he had to try and poke fun at these elites to make them less serious. I, I guess that was an attempt at it. Uh, but he says after that, quote,
2: Well, okay, right. no, no, I think I, I actually think this is important because he's oh, saying. Oh,
0: is it because of the same reason that I think it's important? No, no,
2: I I, I don't know. I, I, ju- I do think this is important because I, it's mm-hmm. probably not the same reason you do, but like it, he's basically making fun of the fact of like democratizing intelligence. Um, yeah which is actually like a big important thing and like flattening flattening hierarchies in that way is actually important and like there is there is a lot around the social media bubble that is like maybe too many people now have opinions that have too much weight but it also like Twitter is awesome. I know I joke about you and Twitter, but like it is awesome in that like it does bring people close together. It creates communities. It creates knowledge bases that wouldn't have been possible otherwise. And that's what they're talking about with democratizing intelligence. And then he's like, ah, but some homeless guy is not going to have the cure for cancer. Like, no, but fuck off.
0: Uh, I'm going to accept that as a complete apology for all the times you have Twitter shamed me. Yeah. Um, and I, it is recorded. It is on record. That's so fine. I will it's be on, playing that it, back it is to you on the record. Once I would like to play the fifth <laughs> on all future
2: references to it,
0: but I mean, so yeah, basically you had the same idea that I have, but the example I was going to go to was not Twitter. I was going to go to just Wikipedia. Yeah. Like literally that is democratizing intelligence. And I think one of the reasons why Alex has such a problem with that is that Wikipedia actually has relatively high standards for what goes on it, because there are paid editors in Wikipedia who manage this.
2: Alex is here because of the same structures that he's criticizing in this book.
0: Right, but in his case, Alex runs a dysfunctioning, uh, diseased version of Wikipedia that is not written down in the way that Wikipedia is. Do you know what I mean? mm -hmm. Alex's format is democratized intelligence, but it's done in the completely wrong way. I've described to you before, I think, how Alex engages in this collective storytelling where his audience will basically call or email or whatever and pitch parts of the story to Alex. And he sort of selects for addition or subtraction, whatever he wants. That is democratizing intelligence. It's just that the intelligence part is left out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's why he's upset about this idea. Again, knowing that this is not actually Alex who was writing this book. And I don't know how deeply they actually thought about this before they wrote it down on paper. But following that, we get uh, a thing that made me chuckle once again, where he says, quote, All right, I accept that good health care is a priority. What do we know about good health? Don't be overweight. Okay, one strike against Alex. Eat a healthy Uh, diet. uh, Shit, another one. Exercise. Fuck, Alex. Have good social relationships. God damn it, all four. Is it five strikes you're out in baseball? I don't remember. Uh, But, he says after that, on that last point, good social relationships, I suggest that you read what Malcolm Gladwell has written about their importance. And that, that got me. That got me so hard. (laughs) Because... You know, fucking Malcolm Gladwell, man, few people other than the Freakonomics guys have done more to consider uh, to to, uh, make reactionary right wingers think they're being deep and intellectual than Malcolm Gladwell (laughs) in like trying to do that same form of deep dive into topics he probably doesn't have a complete understanding of. I just but also they fucking hate Malcolm Gladwell.
2: They, hate, they certainly hate everything Malcolm Gladwell stands for. Certainly, Just certainly deep research. Do. Well, allegedly deep research and etc.
0: Right. And so it's this whole thing he wrote about the Rosetto mystery and blah, blah, blah. It's uh, again, this came up for us a couple episodes ago. I don't remember when, but on one, I think a video we were watching. It's the whole thing about if you have communities and activities, you're healthier in general. That same but- thing. It's, that's all it was. And so that's that's just a whole point he's well, trying to make here. Well, but also, here.
2: yes. But also, statistics don't work well in small sample sizes. <laughs> this is also true. Like, hey, there's this tiny town where almost no one under 65 has heart disease. Yeah, because there are like 10 people under 65.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he moves on. I don't want to talk about that too much. So moving on to, uh, to page 18. Uh, he says that uh, Nadella again. We're still on Nadella, the Microsoft CEO. We still haven't gotten to fucking Klaus Schwab, which I promised you is supposed to be the point of this chapter uh, in his books. But he says Nadella doesn't want to talk about things like a good weight, healthy diet, exercise, and positive social relationships. Instead, he wants to talk about individual variability in genes, immunological systems, and lifestyle for each person. What does he think think lifestyle means in this context (laughs) other than diet and exercise? I think that covers a lot of that. But he continues... All of those are worthy subjects of study, but why does that require us to reorder a society into some technocratic theocracy? Again. And that's where he blew past the assumption to his end goal. Yeah. Just, yeah. nothing he has presented to us so far in this chapter has made us think that there's a technocratic theocracy on the way, or that that's what these people are pushing for. You
2: know what? There might be, but (laughs) they're not saying it in the book.
0: Uh, what there is a um, there is a subset of crypto bro. Uh, I don't remember uh, that. Uh, I, 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 there's a oh, name the, for like it.
2: the Web three is going to cure cancer somehow. Like, well, I mean that's one thing. But
0: whatever. there's a there's like a, a internet cult movement that believes that an AI god will be created. Uh, something along those lines. I wish I could remember the name of it, uh, but I'm blanking on it right now. But uh, he says, you know, Nadella not not talking about those social connection stuff. They're not talking about it, and why would why would they want to? They wouldn't, because we know the world they want doesn't have any of those good social connections. That's their goal, of course. That's that technocratic theocracy, which they're all about. Yep. But he tells us that uh, Nadella uh, uh, realizes he doesn't have support for this restructuring of society, and if you hear barking on the recording, that is, again, because I have a dog now. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's gonna end. Uh, so maybe people get used to hearing. I hope it doesn't, because that means
2: you've done something terrible to the dog. Oh
0: no. You make me sound terrible. It means I put him in his crate. Kevin Uh, is lovely. Yeah. Uh, but then he goes on to talk about sexual abuse in the Catholic church. Yes.
2: Like out of nowhere. Like, hey, you know how we don't trust priests? Like so
0: sure. <laughs> and it's one of those things going back to alex and his ideas right so alex part of his conspiracy you know the catholic church illuminati all this stuff is, is sort of putting the the you know knights templar whatever of the moment thing there is is part of alex's conspiracies and so the catholic church has been uh part of you know the the i don't know if they they're officially globalists or not but they've certainly been targets of Alex's blame for all the bad things that are going on in the world. Whenever he needs someone, but f- for whatever reason he brought this in here, whether it's that or whether it's just because he wanted to talk about sexual abuse of children, I don't know. Well, uh, he's
2: trying to talk about trust, isn't it? You, like you don't, there's no trust without accountability and transparency. Right. But so, like that's immediately after the example where like we famously did trust catholic priests for a long time (laughs) yeah with no accountability or transparency like people did entrust their children with catholic priests i mean it could
0: also be like the religious aspect of alex's uh um, i don't know particularly what he has evangelical leanings i think a lot of pentecostal stuff going on and of course there's some connection to white identity religions um so those people generally hate catholics so maybe they just enjoy pointing all that stuff out whenever they can point is there would have been a much better metaphor to go for than that one i think there's plenty out there but he says nadella just wants you to trust him with these technological changes and that cuts counter to Again, what we're going to hear for a lot of the rest of this chapter
2: nadella isn't the one that wrote this book
0: that, that is true this is. Is the, i forgot this is the foreword yeah. We're still dealing with the foreword to Schwab's book. Yeah, Or may, I don't know, maybe he's on Nadella's book. I don't remember which one he's talking about, but it's... Nope, uh, the, the previous quote was just the foreword from, from uh, Schwab's book. Wow, that is really weird. But he we're, tells uh, We're
2: getting to the bit where I think we Alex are. is right. We are, yep. Um, we, we, both we both know. We both know exactly that, where we are. Says some, he says one of, the, one of the most bizarre sentences I've ever read.
0: Well, let let me read to you uh, the next paragraph or two, because this, I think, is one of the the better things of this chapter that we're going to pull out of it, because we have talked about this a lot. He says, quote, Like Schwab, Nadella wants to close the deal with you, promising the enormous benefits while downplaying the risks. Because if they need to get your consent, they're not going to tell you about the club that got hidden behind their back if you protest. The hidden club is contained in the sentence, the potential benefits are unprecedented. And as this book concludes, public private leadership and partnership are essential. That that all was the sentence he was quoting, mm-hmm. continuing the next paragraph. Here's this perspective I'm going to take about this sentence. Every time you hear the expression public private or partnership, I want you to replace it with the word fascism. What? <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> Sir, this this is a wedding. <laughs>
0: That's outstanding. That's fucking outstanding. <sighs> and, partnership.
2: And, fascism. All right. He continues. Every partnership in the world <laughs> has fascism.
0: He continues. Because you see, fascism, as practiced in both Mussolini's Italy and Hitler's Germany, was a public-private partnership. This is how fascism differs from communism. And Alex is right. You know what I wrote at the top of the next page? The best understanding of fascism of any book we've read, parenthetical, which is not saying a lot.
2: <laughs> no, but he's right. And also he's right that the communists weren't fascists. Like, no! Is, he delineates between the communists and the fascists, and then is like, the fascists broke the labor unions, which is all correct. <laughs> I know.
0: And again, it goes back to, I said a while ago, the meme of the white arm and the black arm holding hands, and you have, like, accelerationist tankies on one end, and far-right crypto-fascists on the other, and in the middle, it's unions prevent communism. (laughs) Oh, God, I love that. It's amazing. It really is amazing. It's not a new... I can't decide actually whether it is a more nuanced take on communism than we got from Glenn Beck or not. Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, it's a more based in reality take on on fascism than we got from Glenn Beck. Uh, I don't know if it's more nuanced or not. I don't think there's any nuance because again, remember this is Alex Jones writing this. This is the guy who was screaming that Obama was communist. no. It's not okay. This is Alex Jones approving the final version of this book that goes out the door, right? A guy who was screaming that Obamacare was communism, yep. right? All that shit. That that moderate restrictions on gun ownership are communism. I don't know if he has any nuance to pass around on. I really don't. Yeah.
2: but I finally, promise that's the last time I will say Alex Jones is right in this chapter.
0: <laughs> I hope it's the last. But finally, we actually get to Schwab's book. Uh, and I believe we start off by talking about his second book. And again, because this uh, because I know he didn't actually read the book in the way that you read a book. He read the foreword. He picked around in the middle a little bit and he read the end of the book. That's what he did. He starts again with the preface to the book because where else would you go? Where else would you go? And that's the best place to start. He calls this quote he's about to give cloaked language. I've written
2: this essay where I quote from the first page and I'm like, oh Oh, shit,
0: I need to find something a little further on so it doesn't look like I just went to the beginning of the book.
2: I've studied literature. I know how this shit works.
0: (laughs) We've all done it. Trust me, we've all done it. Uh, But he calls what he's about to quote cloaked language. Ah, let's see how cloaked it is. Quote, and this is from Schwab's book. Public trust in business, government, the media, and even civil society has fallen to the point where more than half of the world feels the current system is failing them. The widening gap in trust between those in the country's top income quartile and the rest of the population indicates that social cohesion is fragile at best, and very close to breaking down at worst. It is this precarious political and social context we face, both the opportunities and the challenges, of a range of powerful emerging technologies. And he gives a list of some That is some cloaked language, isn't it, Benedict? I, it's actually the most straightforward language I've ever read in a business book. <laughs> well, I keep highlighting these times where at Alex's ghostwriter uh, makes claims about the contents of the block quotes he's putting in that doesn't match them at all. Because I'm sure
2: there are bits where there is clo- language in the book. Sure. Just do better at finding sure. them.
0: But I think because it is key to spinning conspiracies. Pretending that there is an ulterior motive or an ulterior message to the words that someone is saying because, and I think I brought this up last time, it doesn't say the words that you actually need it to say. Yeah. Because you're coming at this with a predetermined conclusion, right? And that is that there is a globalist conspiracy to enslave the world and throw you into a digital Google and blah, blah, blah. They need quotes and information and words that match that. And they can't find them, so they have to create them. And because this is written down and put on paper and goes out to the world and probably because he knew it would be getting quite a lot more attention than his la- old, older stuff did, he knew he couldn't just blatantly lie. Because, right, uh, Will Sommer was going to read this book eventually, right? And fucking point out in an article, oh, he just made this fucking up, this quote up. This yeah. is just bullshit. He just made it up. Uh, I don't think he knew that we would read this book, but maybe we can be his nemesis someday. We'll find out. That'd be fun. I'd like to have a nemesis. I think, I think, I think we would be good nemesi, wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Nemesis. We'd yeah be pretty good at it i think but so i think he has to do that where he just pretends that this actually means the things that he wanted it to mean. so he says next uh you think schwab and the davos crew uh they must have been nervous because of what was going on during the trump term uh and, and he did write i will i will note the first trump term uh mm. also the only trump term but i think uh He, he, I don't know if that's a shout out to election deniers or if that's a shout out to Trump's going to come back 2024. I don't know which one it is there.
2: You're good at that. You have a good Alex.
0: I, you know, it depends on how gravelly I am on the particular day. Uh, My voice goes back and forth. We'll see how it is.
2: Oh my God. Okay. I just Googled Klaus Schwab. (laughs) Have you heard
0: the man speak yet? I, I,
2: yes, I have, but also his Wikipedia page, like what it, chooses to show you is very weird. So it, it says his his spouse married 1971. It says his occupation, children too, and then influences. Please guess the one influence that it lists for Klaus Schwab.
0: Karl Marx. No. Uh.
2: Henry fucking Kissinger.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> and that's, what?
2: That's the only. It's like the. It's the I mean, really, I like, wouldn't
0: be surprised. No, like, he's fucking but, neoliberal what? shit going on. Yeah. Um, I yeah, that's weird. That's that's the only one listed.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, on the on the like preview anyway.
0: Okay, that is a bit. No, th-
2: if you click into it, that is his only listed influence.
0: Yeah, that's weird. So he says that you know Schwab admits that the elite of the world are not trusted by the uh, the population, and then he puts this quote. But standing at these crossroads means we bear a huge responsibility. If we miss this window of opportunity to shape new technologies in ways that promote the common good, enhance human dignity, and protect the environment, there's a good chance that the challenges we experience today will not only be exacerbated, as narrow interests and biased systems further entrench inequalities and compromise the rights of people in every country, which he follows with, The audacity of Schwab is genuinely breathtaking. Sure. I mean, he points out correctly that the Davos members are the 1%, but I don't believe that you care about that, Alex, because you sold your soul to Donald fucking Trump. It's not that they are the 1%. This is, you know, one of those things. uh, This is what separates real, uh, I don't want to say real populism because I don't think populism is necessarily a leftist movement. I think there's definitely right populism. There's other forms of populism. But it's what separates Alex's faux populism from you know actual leftist movements from actual organizing Ground swells of it's, sorts it's not about economic inequality to alex it's not about inequalities in power it's whether the people with the power are saying the things that alex wants them to say as always yeah it's what it really comes down to as and always. i think also we... he completely misses the chance here to do the hot dog guy meme <laughs> You know, you're totally right. I I wonder if he has watched. I really do wonder if he's watched. I think you should leave. Uh, that'd be... I want to see... Because here's another thing about Alex. is He will often do long, multiple segments on his show about a pop culture thing. Like, he he did, like, an hour. For example, on,
2: the This Is America song.
0: Yeah, like that. But he also did, like, an hour on... One of the Star Wars prequels once. Oh, yeah. well, that makes like sense. That. Because again, when nothing supports Alex's arguments, he so often has to go to fiction, and he just claims that in fiction, this is where the elites are putting out their plan. It's what they're oh. where they're laying out their plan okay. for the world. Because like he'll he'll just you know talk about Star Wars or something, or he'll talk about the Matrix and be like, ah, just talking about you know, people melded with machines and the elites. We all know the elites; they really just wanna they wanna uh, merge with machines and and uh, become immortal. But uh, yes, we're like humans, the Matrix, and we have famously. souls and we love God and blah, all that kind of bullshit. He always he always goes to fiction because just reality doesn't support his bullshit. It really doesn't. So. Uh, you know, he he, not really much worth pointing out that yeah, these elites are out of touch. Uh, he goes on about that for a little bit of while and points out that yeah, they're the one percent. They don't live in your world. They're blah blah blah. Who gives a
2: shit? Also, just throwing out every insult like. He calls them ivory tower intellectuals and then also tries to call them fascists in the same breath. (laughs) You know how fascists came to power by being ivory tower intellectuals and not by fucking street fighting and the fucking Uh, Fry
0: Corps. I mean, Dinesh D'Souza would disagree, I guess, because Dinesh showed his Nazis running into colleges and dragging professors out in the movie we watched. Yeah. Yeah. We need to watch a new Dinesh movie sometime, we really do. I don't want to do Five Billion Mules or whatever the fuck it is, though, because my mom watched that, and I'm depressed about it. Uh, But he says, next quote, The book closes with a vision for systems leadership, summarizing the critical governance issues that leaders from all sectors, along with the general public, must tackle together to create an inclusive, sustainable, and prosperous future. Next sentence after that... Schwab isn't inviting you to help him create a better future. He's inviting you to help build your prison cell. Ah, <laughs> be afraid. Be very afraid. <laughs> and then uh, we get a definition of the Fourth Industrial Revolution, which basically, if you imagine what you think the Fourth Industrial Revolution means, you're probably right. Yeah. You're probably right. It's, hey, technology is changing. Yeah, I don't think it's a very useful phrase, but it's like Klaus Schwab's thing. He's really into this phrase that he thinks yeah. he's come. He probably came up with it. I don't know. I don't he know if was used is. it before him. But, That's uh, fine. He, it's his him. fetch. It's his fetch that he's really trying to make happen. Uh, yeah, because he I... keeps
2: writing books about it.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, like the uh, gone with the wind again or whatever the fuck it was. But really gone with the wind. The rest of this chapter, one of the, thing he keeps, one of the things he keeps going back to is claiming that Schwab is, like, belittling the little guy, but claiming that people don't see these big changes or these small changes that are happening in their lives with technology. And I think the quotes he gives us from Schwab actually are like, Schwab does recognize that some people do recognize these changes. He just says things like, uh, while it may not feel momentous to those of us experiencing a series of small but significant adjustments to life on a daily basis, it is not a minor change. Okay. Okay. Like yeah,
1: he also
2: get he also calls him Carl Schwab at one point. <laughs> did he? Did I miss yeah, that? Page, page twenty five.
0: Oh, how did I miss that? Yes, you're right. I wonder if that's a typo or if that's on purpose. Well, uh,
2: there's a, a, I mean, there's a, a no way is that on purpose. He got confused with Charles Schwab, which is the investment <laughs> banking company, for sure.
0: I wonder what what is the uh, shortening, although it doesn't really need it of of Klaus. Is there, no, like, you Klaus know, like how, the name? Well, you know how, like uh, Benedict, for example, is Ben. Like is Can Klaus be? Carl? Is it possible? No, you just Klaus got is.
2: That? First of all, Klaus is longer than Carl, so it's not a shortening of anything. <laughs> Second of all, Klaus is simply a name. It's like Claude.
0: <laughs> I know that. I'm saying is Carl like the Ben of Benedict? Is all I'm asking. No. I don't fucking know. No, it's just he's fucked it up.
2: I I was putting it forward
0: as a possibility. Maybe I'm the one giving him too much credit now. He got
2: the fucking name wrong (laughs) and called him Karl Schwab because in his head he was thinking about Charles Schwab, which is a business.
0: (laughs) So continuing the long line of, of conservative tradition from all the authors we've read, no fucking editor. Absolutely no fucking, fucking it up.
2: Also, <laughs> further proof that there was no editor. Slightly further down that page, in the next, after the three asterisks. Uh, okay, let me just read this. Interconnectedness? No, No, well, that too, but also the next paragraph mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. So let me read this. For a long portion of his second book, Schwab spends a great deal of time talking about the interconnectedness of technology as if we didn't realize that the technolo- quote the technologies of the fourth Industrial Revolution are connected to one another and that they all require and build on the digital capabilities and networks created by the third Industrial Revolution, just as those technologies require and build on the electricity network- networks of the second Industrial Revolution." That's almost as self-evident as saying before they could be your parents, your grandparents needed to have children. <laughs> That doesn't make sense.
0: You're right. That is not The correct. self-evident
2: thing you said as an example <laughs> to show how self-evident the thing above was does not make sense. Before well, that's a pronoun reference parents, issue I think he has there. <laughs> your, your grandparents needed to have children. What the fuck are you talking about, motherfucker? Before they could be your parents, your mm-hmm. grandparents yep. needed to have children. Yep. That does not make sense as a self-evident statement. Fuck you. Man, look, I, I looked you at that for about times. 10 minutes trying you. to work out. <laughs>
0: I can't tell you how many times in legal writing when I'm reviewing someone else's work, I've just put a comment in the margins, pronoun reference, pronoun reference, pronoun reference. You can't just use they and them over and over again. You have to make sure that the reader knows who that is referring to. Use a name, damn it. Use a name. Uh, and it's
2: definitely not a self-evident statement. No,
0: it is not. So fuck no, it is not. off. But jumping back just a little bit, because there's one point I wanted to get to before what you were talking about there. Uh, he talks about this thing. Uh, Schwab had a, a section in his book titled A New Leadership Mindset. Uh, and that reads as follows. These three challenges, distributing benefits, managing externalities, and ensuring a human-centered future cannot be easily solved top-down through regulation or well-meaning government initiatives. Nor... Is it all likely that the current constellation of international and national institutions, market structures, organized and spontaneous social movements, and incentives for individuals will lead to powerful new technologies being widely available, completely free from harm, and fully focused on empowering the people that use that harm? And from that, he takes—I think this is where he really gets his idea of this technocratic theocracy thing, because he mm. says about that, quote— This should strike everybody as a shot across the bow of any person who believes in a civil and peaceful society. Schwab has no interest in typical government programs. He doesn't believe in any currently existing international or national institutions. Neither does he believe in any spontaneous social movements or individuals who rise up with good ideas or any of the typical incentive programs that might bring about positive change. Schwab and his Davos gang are interested in wiping out every one of the previously existing social structures that have guided the development of countries and nations. Which is a wild thing to take from the paragraph he put before it. It's fucking wild. The, The fact that Schwab was doubtful that the existing structures could accomplish the things we need them to accomplish leads to he wants to destroy them all. I just found... I mean,
2: you know, sure, that's one way of reading that.
0: <laughs> it's indeed one way. Also, in there, he writes about uh, not believing in international or national institutions. Neither does Alex. Neither does fucking Alex. So- I'm also
2: looking at a picture of Klaus Schwab on Wikipedia right now. And who's the... What's the name of the guy that does the... the? He's also a famous actor. I've forgotten everything. Uh, the guy in. from
0: that one thing with the, with the stuff. No,
2: the guy who plays Jonah Jameson. In oh, the, all the Man's.
0: Yeah, uh, he doesn't look like Klaus Schwab.
2: He does in the pic- in this picture.
0: I, uh, uh, J.K. Simmons is who you're thinking. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Look up,
2: look up the Wikipedia. He, he looks like he could play Klaus Schwab in a part in a bar. All biopic. right, let me look it up just so we can have in the wiki on the Wikipedia page specifically. Klaus
0: Schwab on Wikipedia in particular. You know what? He fucking looks like J- he right? He looks like JK Simmons. <laughs> Holy shit, he actually does. Wow, that's weird. That is weird. Okay. Uh, but that's him in 2011. Uh now Okay, need JK okay, Simmons' testicles uh, <laughs> to, to portray, I'm sure he's much more wrinkly was the joke. Uh anyways, he continues, you know, Schwab wants to uh, Get rid of all our institutions and structures, blah, blah, blah. He puts a block quote where he says that Schwab lays that out. It absolutely does not lay that out. It's just bullshit once again. Uh, But the quote from there that he took was that Schwab said, we need more agile forms of governance, which he says, following that, what are these more agile forms of governance? A summary execution by firing squad without the benefit of trial?
2: (laughs) No, the ability to respond to tech challenges like what should count as free speech in the world of technology. Maybe the continued illegal detention of
0: January 6th, 2021 protesters, many of whom languish in jails more than a year after the event who have been denied a speedy trial. That's actually in the book. That wasn't sure. that wasn't just me riffing off of Benedict wondering what this could possibly mean. That's wild. That's fucking wild. Yep. I'm blown away. I'm blown away. Yeah, like you were saying, no, not, not a firing squad. That is not the more agile government. Although, you
2: know what? Maybe. Put it in the suggestion box.
0: <laughs> all right, Benedict. The things we have had you come out in favor of on this show are getting trouble. <laughs> That's all I will say. That is all I will say. But again, he goes back to that fun little thing he does of like, well, if the Davos group and Klaus Schwab, and that's where he says Carl, aren't going to come to your house and ask you a question, then, you know, they're just not in touch. They're just not. And its I think I made the point last time, they're like, yeah, these people are obviously out of touch. They're fucking billionaires. Yeah, that's
2: the whole fucking
0: point. But it's not because they're not calling you personally to ask you a question. Like it's the effect of having billions of dollars upon a human. You just don't exist in the same world as we do anymore. No. But now we get another, and we have these. Uh, you mentioned it before. These asterisks that separate out sections in ways that I, I just don't understand.
2: Except also not really. Like not there's really. not really any need for the asterisk.
0: Th- there wasn't any real need because he wasn't really talking about anything before, and he's not really talking about <laughs> anything different after. Uh, but it's just a different portion of Schwab's book that he's going to be talking about. I think, after this, although he hasn't made it very clear what exactly he is talking about, but uh, talking about the interconnectedness of technology. Uh, And that's all we get about that. We get one paragraph, and then we move on. So, it is rapid fire. Rapid fire book uh, uh, book report through, I think, the most of the rest of this chapter. He tells us that in the next chapter, Schwab discusses the politics of technology. It's very much,
2: and then he says this, and then yes. he says this, and then he says this.
0: Like, yeah. But he says, quote, If you were looking for at least one area of life where politics didn't intrude, Schwab will give you no sanctuary. Um, and then... I wrote a little arrow on my page to, uh, an inch down where he said, perhaps he's right. Okay. So, (laughs) all right, man. Thank you. I just, what is the point? And he has a weird joke about Zuckerberg and how Facebook was created to be a creepy fucking frat boy rate women. Yeah. I think
2: everyone knows that, don't they? Like, not everyone, but like, I think a lot of people know
0: that. And you know, I will stand with him on this. Fuck Facebook. Everyone knows I hate Facebook. I can't fucking stand it. It's the worst. It's just the worst. But the next thing he gets onto is how he ends apparently that chapter, which is about, or a chapter, which is titled Empowering All Stakeholders. And this, I think, is one of the more worrying things to Alex Hmm. in this book, which is the concept of stakeholders And in discussing the concept of stakeholders, he gives us an Investopedia definition of stakeholders. Oh, is it really? That's what it is. That's what it is. Oh, wow. That's what it
2: is. Oh, he says that. Okay. My eyes glazed over.
0: Oh, it's outstanding because he's whining about how individual rights and government's supposed to protect it. And that's what freedom is. And then he says that this stakeholder thing is how the Davos group is going to get rid of your individual rights through stakeholders. And if you're not familiar Mm. with the term stakeholder, it just means people who are affected by a thing. Also,
2: including investors,
0: investors, employees, customers, customers. Uh, it it also includes communities in modern Mm. parlance because communities are affected by and, and it's. It's used by the here. actions of
2: businesses, yeah.
0: It's used here in the term of, like, corporate conduct, but stakeholders also used a lot in, like, community organizing. It's used by nonprofit groups who are, like, talking about who are the constituents of their community and their work, who are affected by what they do, blah, 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 stuff like that. It's just a term. But he says, like he gave us our definitions last time of, um, what were the words he gave us the definition of? I'm blanking now. Uh, bu- 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 I'm going to pull it up just so I have it. Wow, we are a long ways through this challenge. <laughs> I didn't realize how far back I had to go. Oh, public, private, and partnership. He does the same thing with stakeholder. Oh, and he yeah. tells us, quote, whenever you hear the word stakeholder, you should think of it as a weapon Schwab and company will use to deprive a person of their rights.
2: That somehow makes even less sense than the fascist thing.
0: Really, do- really like, does. Really does.
2: At least the fascist one, if you squint, you're like, I can see the three steps he took to get there. Yeah. With this one, I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. Because then he just ends it. He's like, ah, no more questions. Like- three asterisks,
0: yeah. He did absolutely zero work to connect the propositions he was working with there. Just said, hey, they use the word stakeholders. Here's why stake. not even here's why, stakeholders is an evil word. That's basically all he did there. Wow is really lazy. But uh, Uh we get another quote, and it's from uh, Schwab's second book again, uh, from section two of the second book. And he gives us a bland quote there, and the only word he wants to highlight—actually, I'll just read the paragraph where he says it. It's really a boring paragraph, but the paragraph that he writes about that boring paragraph is, quote, One might be tempted to discount the importance of such a bland paragraph, except for how it slips in the idea of, quote, Deep Learning Algorithms. Remember all those science fiction machines you saw as a kid where the robot went crazy, killing people, and the climax of the film was when the hero discovered it wasn't the robot that was at fault, but the psychologically deranged developer? Why, why didn't you name a single film of that type? Yeah. Why did you say all those science fiction movies? Actually, he actually I just realized he had a typo because he said science fiction machines when he meant movies. Um, but, but why, why oh. can't you name a single one that's like that? Why, like I can think of one. I can think of the movie I, Robot. Yes, like famously. Yeah, that's the one I can think of. But why, uh, I think because he could only think of that one too because Alex also likes I, Robot. It's a movie I've heard him mention before.
2: Oh, okay, that's good.
0: But he continues. Yeah, this is one of those kinds of problems, except that instead of the robot going on a killing spree, the algorithm will simply declare your well-reasoned policy disagreement to be hate speech or even worse, racist you
2: know alex loves a well-reasoned policy disagreement
0: you know if there's one thing i know about alex jones um (laughs) it's that that this man he's a policy wonk. he's real fuck
2: you you fucking fuck
0: (laughs) it's a real policy wonk. uh
2: big policy guy alex jones loves the political debate
0: at this point i think he got bored of reading this schwab book
2: man same
0: (laughs) And he just started skimming the rest because we jump from section two to the conclusion. Yep. Uh, and that's what he talks about to end off the chapter. And he says, quote, It's only when we get to the conclusion of Schwab's second book that he starts to reveal how he and his Davos group are going to restructure society. Don't worry. He tells you. We won't, have, we won't just have governments or corporations coming after you. There will be other sources of pressure. And this is the quote he takes from Schwab. Quote, Governance, however, is not just government. The formal structures we have for creating laws and regulations. Governance includes the development and use of standards, the emergence of societal norms that can constrain or endorse use, private incentive schemes, certification and oversight by professional bodies, industry agreements, and the policies their organizations apply voluntarily or by contract in their relationship with competitors, suppliers, partners, and customers. Which, A, is accurate, for for one thing. Uh, b is descriptive rather than proscriptive as he's going to try and pretend it is here Uh, but then he's claiming that schwab wants corporations to function as de facto governments because of that
2: paragraph which is an accusation that gets leveled at them a lot as well you know i might
0: i might say there's some bit of truth to that in the way that (laughs) schwab wants corporations to play a bigger role i think the thing is schwab has the view of corporations as benign entities I think a lot of corporations have
2: that view as well. To be, to again, to be fair, like the, as as leaders within the community, right?
0: And I think I generally disagree with Schwab because the end goal of any corporation is the profit motive, uh, rather than you know, like so many. You know, name a corp. Okay, we have the one. We have the um, who's the guy who just gave all of his money away to the environment? Patagonia. Patagonia. So there's yeah, that yeah. guy. Okay, you got him. Uh, and then because that's all owned by a nonprofit now, we have one. That doesn't have a profit motive. Uh, yep. That's it. You have the Chobani yogurt guy, who, by the way, sued Alex once. Because oh, really? Alex lied about him being involved with, like, rapes committed by migrants in a Idaho town. What the which fuck? Which, uh, there were no rapes. They were not. Uh, some. They, he claimed, I think, they were Syrian migrants, Syrian refugees. They were not. Like, the whole story was a fucking lie. Alex settled and gave an apology on the air. <laughs> because, of course... Dude. Uh, that guy, though, by the way, it turns out kind of decent, like, uh, gave a shitload of stock to his employees, paid them well above, uh, average rate and all that kind of stuff. Fine. But, like, in general, you're not gonna find very many corporations that are not just out there for the profit, and that leads them to be detrimental actors to society, but he gets to next. And did you notice how Schwab pushes, quote, emergence of social norms, probably by use of his beloved conversations which is in scare quotes which are nothing more than scripts developed by schwab's chosen actors as if we we're as if we were watching a broadway play but with schwab scripts the fiction becomes reality if you're wondering how these new standards are going to be developed don't worry they'll be developed by the experts and then that's that's so just
2: don't trust experts AI is gonna kill you well blah, he's blah, just blah, done blah, a
0: bait blah. and switch there he's just done a yeah. bait and switch because he, put, he talked about the emergence of social norms, and then he went on to standards as if they're the same thing. There's just a bait and switch right there. It's just a bait and switch. And then he goes to yeah, the— Yeah,
2: I would say, I mean, standards can lead to social norms as well, but that's—
0: Right, know. but in the paragraph I read earlier from Schwab, it's very clear, and maybe it's because, you know, people aren't looking at it, but there, it, this is a list separated by commas. And yep, standards yeah. is separated in that list from social norms— yeah, they're two they are separate concepts. things fundamentally. But he's just done a bait and switch there to try and pretend that they're the same thing and that these experts here are going to be coming up with these these norms. So you won't have a role in society of developing norms, which is actually how norms are developed through society, yeah. but this is going to be developed by these experts for you. That's what I think he's trying to do there with the bait and switch. But we get to almost the final page here. And he says, quote, after a paragraph that I'm not going to bother to read from Schwab's Mm -hmm. book, which is just about agile governance and nimbleness, fluidity, blah, blah, blah. He cites to some, like, report or something put out by a a council of the World Economic Forum. I don't really care. But he says about it, quote, Just in case you wonder what all that means, it means that Schwab wants to act with all of the ethics of our largest corporations who have polluted our air and water and the pharmaceutical companies who clamor for complete financial immunity for their vaccines and the big tech who never seem to suffer for violating American values of free speech and free competition.
2: I can see how tankies get into Alex Jones.
0: You know, I was about to make that point um, a couple paragraphs or, you know, maybe a couple minutes ago, and I think I got sidetracked by something that you had said because, yeah. yeah, I absolutely see it. Because if you just look at the surface level, a lot of this does sound like leftist rhetoric. But when you look but he beyond— he doesn't believe
2: any of that shit.
0: No, absolutely he fucking doesn't. <laughs> absolutely not. He fucking— do- What? He put in there, financial immunity for their vaccines— that's all he fucking cares about. Yeah. He doesn't want to go after big pharma for any of the fucking shit they do. He just doesn't, he just believes that vaccines are causing autism and shit. That's what it's all about. He doesn't care about polluting our air and water. He was totally in favor of slashing regulations for environmental pollution under the Trump No, in
2: a minute, uh, in the last chapter, he was talking about like people campaigning against climate change while flying to Davos in their private jets. Like, yes. Pick a lane, buddy. Like it's either one thing or the other. Like who
0: Pick a fucking lane. And then the big tech uh, uh, violating American values of free speech and free competition, he doesn't—
2: Okay, that's just because he got banned. That's
0: just just because he got banned. That's literally it. That's literally all it fucking is. He has no gripes about, you know, uh, uh, anything else to do with big tech. Uh, Just that he's not on it. And, uh, you know— I should be more fair because he has for many years complained about like surveillance through big tech. Right. But of course he started that. It's not actual complaints about big tech surveillance. It's complaints about his conspiracies about big tech surveillance. Right. We know that big tech keeps all of our data. It knows so much about our everyday lives. It gets to a creepy point. But Alex literally one of the things he did back in the day was claim that there were cameras inside of cable boxes. And had like one taken apart on air to show that there was a camera inside of the cable box because the cable companies were watching you like that's what he's on about is shit like that. That's and that's not reality. It's a step aside from reality. And there is no coming together with him on these issues, because if big tech was surveilling, I don't know, pick a group Muslims, he'd have no problem because he would say, oh, well, we need to watch the Muslims because they're terrorists. Got surveil right. we got to we got to know yeah. what they're up to we do, we do, we can't have them just you know existing free in society free range muslims we can't have that <laughs> that <laughs> that's going to be used against me someday <laughs> yep <laughs> but he finishes this chapter and I will read uh, the last several paragraphs because this is this is a giant mess at the end and I I think it's great he says quote I'm not sure any filmmaker or writer has adequately captured the dystopian elements of this planned future. The closest comparison I can make is to the Alien movies. Again, going to science fiction, because he doesn't have fucking reality. In which a corporation partners with the government to bring a monster back to Earth to study its unique biology. This is a genuinely lawless future in which the only justice meted out is that given by powerful corporations. Let's understand the magic show with which Schwab hopes to dazzle the public. He goes into minute and exquisite detail about all the advances in technology and summarizes many of the questions raised by these new technologies at the same time we're supposed to be dazzled by these advances he tells us there are dark undercurrents which these technologies have not addressed next schwab wants us to believe his rich friends have had nothing to do with the bad parts of our development and in any case there will be disruptions and new ways of doing things that will forever erase all of these problems however To get to that bright future, we're going to have to make some changes. Take off the guardrails, so to speak. Loosen up some of the laws. But don't worry. He'll get some private regulators out there. Discipline will be meted out by trade and professional organizations that won't let you pursue a living if you don't do what they want. And if, at the end, you still stand up and complain, well, he'll just get big tech to silence you. (laughs) Where did all these ideas come from? We will investigate that in our next chapter. Fuck, I hate that as an end
2: to Coming it. up after the break.
0: I fucking hate that as the end to a chapter. We've gotten that before from some of our hacks. Yeah. But that's just fucking lazy. Come it up is, with yeah. something like Mark Levin. Uh, or just fucking leave it. Unite, just know? fucking
2: <laughs> leave it on the question and people can turn the page and be like,
0: oh, I can exactly. see this is going to answer the, the question at is, the end I of the I think as you pointed out many times, if you have a question like that, the answer has to be no. So... Yeah. <laughs> But it's not a yes or no question. Yeah, it just won't work out well. But so there were some interesting things, I thought, in that end there, right? Sure. Talking about, uh, you know, talking about loosening up the laws and regulations. That's literally what Alex supports. Yeah. Again, because what it comes down to is it's qualitative. It's not quantitative. Mm -hmm. Alex wants some regulations gotten rid of, but regulations that harm people he dislikes, he wants more of them. Because that's what it's all about. Voter ID laws. All of, them, all of them he can get. All that sort of stuff. But, you know, pollution controls on, on major companies? No. Because climate change is a hoax. We know all about that.
2: Yeah. No, it's, again, like using talking points that he just doesn't believe in at all.
0: Absolutely not. But, uh, Benedict, um, I still don't think we've learned what the Great Reset is <laughs> at chapter two no, no. of this point well I mean it's I it,
2: it's uh, Karl Schwab, uh it's saying Carl Schwab that, that the, the
0: great he, reset is Carl Schwab has a villainy sounding voice it's that's actually it's actually is.
2: just it, the great reset is Klaus Schwab changing his name to Carl Schwab
0: <laughs> the no the, the great reset is uh back when you were playing game boy and it froze and you have to pull <laughs> it out and blow into the cartridge and then put it back in turn it back on that's the great reset that's really what the great reset is <laughs> We're both the Game Boy kids. Uh, we yeah. know all about it. But uh, that's it. That's it for this week's Wouldn't episode. would it be
2: funny if the Great Reset was just like turning on and off a Microsoft
0: computer? <laughs> hard reset. That's yeah. the hard reset, Benedict. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, if you just can't get enough of us, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash NYGBC, become a patron for as little as $1 an episode for patron-only episode, shout-outs on the show, early releases of our episodes, and more. As always, we have to give a shout-out to our wonderful and amazing patrons, a Restless Native, Lilith20, a Baby, Veronica Forker, Ghost of Old Nonk Jones, Daniel Duncan, at, uh, I think I forgot to fix my list here. Screw it, everyone's getting a shout-out this week. Daniel at Duncan4SC on Twitter a state politician getting around ad rates one month at a time. Melissa C James Mitchell, Richard Drum, Mary Starshark, JD, George Saulnier Gamork, Tinker's Dam, Janet Yutter, Stefan Shannon Hellman, Utah Outcast, Brent Lee Dave Barwick, Dodd Snow, Chris Palmer, Bad Bible Stitches Mockingbird Nation, Bacaw Benjamin, Carlisle, Dexter, Allison, Megan Root, Clow, Rung the Deceiver, Big Easy Blasmy, Becky Scott Fairley Steven Hanson, Bradley, McA.J. Braley, Cameron, Skeptical 7th, and Balls Watterson Thank you all as always for being our patrons. That's it for this week's show. Until next time, Boat Parade! Goodbye. Goodbye.